Porsche Talk podcast. I'm Mark from the YouTube channel, Mark and Cars. And I'm your co-host, Ajmal, from the YouTube channel, Flat Cup Driver. Each week, we're going to be talking about our world and our favorite things, Porsche, cars, lifestyle, you name it, we're going to talk about it. And if we can coax them into it, we might even have the occasional guests that might bring some sensible insight, well, there's anyway, to the world of Porsche. So strap in, enjoy the show, and if you've got any thoughts, any inspiration, anything you want to talk to us about, get in touch. And as always, thank you for listening. Great to see you this week slash episode slash fortnight, Ajmal. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to have to turn my video. Can I talk technology just for a second? Yeah, of course. Is that is that allowed? Because I haven't got the optimum set up. Um, but as the weeks go by, it will get better and better as I get dedicated kit. Now you're seeing an extreme close-up of my nostrils. <laughs> and we're back in the room. Look, the important Yay. thing is there's two of them. Yes. Well, well, from that extreme close-up, I don't know if any of it's important. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Last episode, we had yes. Michael from Porsche Cooled on the show. The legend that is. The legend that is. It is. Yeah, that's right. He's... Uh, inspired us to offshoot clone copy try to be half as good as he is i've got to tell you i just listened to his podcast today actually where he mentioned that he spoke to us didn't sound like he was jumping up and down on a trampoline in excitement i know that's it he hates us now oh, look, I <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no i did joke and michael if you do listen to any other podcasts the um <laughs> but <laughs> I love I love the Portugal podcast, but it's it's one of the few that I listen to. Um, I don't know way. why I keep listening to Spice Car Radio. Oh. Why are we talking about other people's podcasts? Just because <laughs> we are a couple of dopes, right? And let's face <laughs> yeah. it, we know why you listen to Spike's Car Radio, right? Because you can't <laughs> help yourself <laughs> when it comes no. to these sounds. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just to give that for people listening, just to give that a bit of context. I was just saying to Mark how I hate the, those noises on Spike's car radio that they introduced a few episodes ago, and I just got tired of it really quickly. Really, and Mark has been has been rubbing me up, rubbing me about it. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but the thing is, I still do like. The, the the randomness of the, of the chat and I feel like we're probably going to be a bit like that because I the thought enters my head we might have some notes we might be getting ready to discuss something in particular but a thought enters my head and we'll segue into this is me ridiculous you can probably hear the paper shuffling around everyone I've just got this piece yeah. of paper with about 20 notes on it that thought <laughs> I thought oh, well, that's that's some stuff we could crap on about oh, actually hang on firstly if we've got listeners that are outside of Australia, crap on is an Australian colloqu you know, colloquialism that just really means guys talking. Okay, so the um yeah, so we're crapping on about and I've I've just got random notes put on this piece, but now I'm reading it, I'm actually quite alarmed, Ajma. You're quite alarmed that there's a, you've got a structure in your head I, no, about no, what the randomness about. of what my notes are and how they don't really string together. But like you said, could go out in a tangent. I might not talk about any of them. <laughs> well, this is a little bit impromptu because we only just decided this morning that we were going to talk, or this morning my time, this evening your time. Exactly, and right. uh, so, so my notes are on the instructions for building an IKEA desk that I've just put together that I'm now sat at. What's it called? It's the 
It's the Lisabo. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, and my and my notes are on the instructions for making that. I shouldn't lose those because half of it is still. You haven't done. You full. haven't done the drawers, have you? No one does the drawers ever. I haven't done the drawers. I need to do the drawers though. Because I want to, to put to the instructions. Otherwise, in. I'll just probably. Let me hang on. Let me have a look. The instructions are there. No, no, you need the drawers uh, to put the instructions in when you complete it. Oh, that's true. Yes, yes. Does anybody ever keep the instructions? I don't know. Like five years from now, I've, I've got I've, my I've, There's very few things I have strengths in, but I'll be honest with you, I'm a bit of a guru when it comes to putting together IKEA. With or without the instructions? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm that one man left that reads them. I read them. I read them because you want it to go right. Once it goes wrong, that's it. Forget it, bin it. <laughs> Start again. You know, you know that. <laughs> anyway, we should talk this is about so stuff because I, yeah, because I, I have got some stuff You've as got well. Stuff. Yeah, I've got stuff. Firstly, do you you get Evo magazine, right? Yeah, look, we get a, we get a version of it. I don't buy the magazine. Well, I've just, I've just gone out and bought because I love the written word. Yep, uh, I do. I do also. The, but it's the car of the year edition. And I haven't read it. Year. I'm going to take a punt. Go on. I know Evo is a BMW sympathizer. And I reckon that I, it's like the last four years in a row I've been BMWs and they wouldn't be able to help oh, themselves. No, it's something no. like the M5 CS or M2 CS or something dumb like that. Well, last year it was the GT4. Oh, was it? Yeah. Ah. Because my friends bought clearly one, an idiot. I've got no him, idea. Yeah. Well, I said to him, you know, yeah, you've got that because a friend of mine's got it, and I thought you've got the Evo car of the year. But I guess who's got the first Evo car of the year? Is the 96 right? Carrera two. Yes. Nineteen ninety eight. Was that the first year but, they did it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. And it was, and it was, yeah, the the car that everyone said was in better in every way from the nine nine three. And then it spent the next 25 years being slated. Yeah, of, of everybody hating it. That's right. Yeah. Un <laughs> yeah. Unfairly. Yeah. But fairly, well, I'm, I'm, if you're in the market to get into a 911 and your budget didn't allow you to. Exactly. But before we before we move on, you're about to get some kudos now. I might. Yeah. Because the car of the year this year is the M5CS. <laughs> <laughs> I know the BMW sympathise. BMW cranked some serious advertising in that magazine, so they wouldn't be able to help themselves. Well, yeah, because there's two of them in there. They had the M3 competition as well. Mm -hmm. But um, oh, the new one, the new two... M3 competition. Yep, haven't so seen that, one. That one's in there as well, but that's that was kind of equal fourth or something. Ah. Um, so I'll give you the runners and riders. Yeah, can I mean, you? This, should I be saying like? Spoiler alert, if someone's like got this magazine and they're waiting to read it. Right, stiff shit. <laughs> so the, the runners and riders are Aston Martin Vantage F1 Edition. Yeah, nothing burger. Yeah. Honda Pretty. Civic Type R Limited. Mm, hard to warm to. I, like I love the 90s Civic cars, but you know, like yeah. they just look like spaceships. It's, it's just I don't warm to them, you know. It's too big. It's too, yeah, it is too twiddly. Big. It's too... Am I allowed to say it's too Busy. kind of 90s Japanese? Yeah, maybe. I don't know, yeah. Although 90s Japanese is actually cool. I think it's probably 2000s Japanese. Yeah, it could be. Anyway. It's just, it's just, it just doesn't look modern. I think it date quickly and it's kind of... Every yeah. Civic does. But Yeah. And then 
Lamborghini Huracan STL. Yeah. No home for it. You can't drive it on track because it's too loud. No tracks will let you use it at it. You can't drive it on yeah. the road because it's too track focused. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, they've got the Ferrari SF90 Stradale. Yeah, no one likes and them. I haven't read a positive review of an SF90. I haven't read a positive. Yeah, people go. People are all saying it's so unpredictable. It's not. It's it's not got the driving credentials that you expect from a Ferrari. Just hang on. It's always bottom of the list. Before you go any further on this, if and let's face it, why wouldn't they? Any executives of Ferrari are listening. I am happy to take a loaner for six months to be proven wrong. It's probably better if I have it, don't you think? Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because I know it'll be parked on the know, street. My, and that's, my ex- we'll see the street ability of, of the car. Yeah, because of my extensive experience of, you know, I was once I once walked past a Ferrari F40. Yeah, I, fantastic. Yeah, so actually, yeah, yeah I agree. Ferrari, again, <laughs> I'm corrected. Send it to Ajmal. Yep, go. Yeah, next car. exactly. <laughs> next car, Hyundai i20N. I'm pretty curious because, you know, as a Yaris owner, that's a natural competitor in the marketplace. Yep. Well, they're properly now making driver-focused cars. If it's got um, an N. So, if it's light blue, you mean? Yeah. Yep. It's a light blue one. Light yeah, of course blue. it is. All yep. the N cars are light blue, aren't they? And if they're not, they should be. Are they all? No, you yeah, can, are there are colour options, but people get the light blue ones. So everyone knows you bought the N. Oh, I see. Well, I'm going to tell you. You can't get around the fact it is a Hyundai. Yeah, that's true. Or as they say in America, Hyundai. 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 That's just... (laughs) (laughs) Let's not keep saying that. Okay, now for the Porsche. Are we saying Porsche or Porsche? I I flip between it. I'm a a two-syllable guy. I don't know. I'll tell you you why. My parents, my mum and my mum's family are German. So I'd get smacked in the back of the head if I said Porsche. So I'm, I'll, uh, I can't help it, you know. It's not actually a full second syllable. It's like half a syllable anyway. It's Porsche. Yeah. You know, whatever it's you like want. One and a half. You, you go I'll, with I'll, you go with what you want to go with, and let I'll, the audience I'll decide. I'll flip flop. But the uh, entry from Porsche <laughs> is GT3 Touring. Really? Yep. That's look. Don't get me wrong. It's a good car like by every metric you can measure a car. and But Evo, I'm surprised that Turbo S wasn't selected for that brand because that's actually the really big difference. Like the old GT3 Touring and the old GT3 versus the new GT3, you know what you're getting. There's, there's no surprise yeah. there, but the new Turbo S, that's off the Richter scale compared to what the old Turbo S was. Yeah, see, I was wondering how you get, because when you say here's a list of cars that we're going to work through and we're going to get the car of the year. Yeah. They're so different. No, it's, it's not like you're going, here's the performance car of the year, here's the super car of the year, here's the hype car of the year, here's the No, but it's Evo, the so they've, you know what you're getting, let's face it. It must be the only place where uh, a Hyundai i20N is up against a Stradale or a GT3 Touring. Yeah, but, it must be the only competition where they are. No, look, yeah, you're right, but I look, you'd hope, and I'm sure they are because they do amazing videos. I haven't watched the video for this mm. thing yet which I will because I know Evo do incredible YouTube videos, right? The They're quite good at balancing up how the i20 could be competitive against that other car, be with the metrics they use, because value for money does come into the play. Yeah, it does. It does. Let me have a look. Yeah, so each of them, the judges, have a point system, and then they average the points out, yeah, whichever sure. comes on top. 
and obviously the M5 did. But uh, pretty amazing the, motor car, the, like to look at and everything, you know. And everyone says it's like the best cat BMW ever made. But I like the GT3 touring. But it's like all the new the GT3 touring. I love a 991 GT3 touring. The GT, the 992 GT3 touring. I don't like how it's just the GT3 without a wing. Like the 991, at least it was had different suspension and all that sort of stuff. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty much it. it but I, I think that's one of the criticisms. Not the criticisms, it's something that's pointed out, is that it is exactly the same apart from the wing. And, and the you, wing, I don't like the wing. Oh, see, I didn't either, but now I've seen the car in the flesh. The wing looks human-sized, not it has its own, you know, postcode, like it looks like in the photographs of the cars. It, it doesn't look any – look, besides the fact that right in the middle of your rear vision mirror and you can't see anything behind yeah. you, but you know what? Who's overtaking you in that car anyway on the road? You know, so yeah. the other than that, I don't know. I, I just think they should have made it – yeah, GT3 Touring, Ajmal, I think it should be a four-seater. Give me the GT3 motor. Give me the GDS suspension. That is a really good point, actually. That is a really good point. And that is if the is... car that everyone wants, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, if the, for the, as a touring, a name touring. Yes. And, the, I mean, it looks it looks beautiful. And, you know, Stunning. I'm not a fan of the how huge the cars are becoming now. I, I still love the narrow body look. Uh, it could, a lot of it could have something to do with the fact that I live in England. And you've got narrow roads. Narrow roads, they're hundred years, you know, hundreds of years old. The Romans built them, didn't they? Yeah, it's it's old. <laughs> and I mean, even when my brother lives in Australia, when he comes over and you're driving at the speed limit and he always thinks that I'm going at supersonic speeds he, because the roads are so narrow. He's shitting himself, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, and he's he has hot hatches, whatever he might have yep. over in Oz, but the roads are massive, so you're not whizzing past cars you know doing 70 miles an hour whereas he's always like yeah where mirrors almost touching that's right yeah exactly and we're so used to it but when you get into a car like that um it's it's really noticeable especially when it's you know you go i'm just gonna floor it i'm gonna give it a squirt down here and a car's coming the other way a van's coming the other way something like that you just think "Mm, what's quite ironic about that whole thing is the uk is like the second biggest european market for porsche so yep. that being the case, you think that would that would have some consideration, or the numbers are so insignificant compared to the US and China that the Poms can put up with what they, we give them. If they don't like it, they don't have to buy it. I think it is a little bit like that. It is a little bit like that because I mean, or they can go and buy a GT4 they- if they want to, which you guys have because no one's bought more GT4s in the UK. Speaking of GC4s, going off on a tangent, uh, the GC4 RS, have you read anything about it? Yeah, everything about it. I'm like, it's exciting. It's the fact it's got the full GT3 motor in it and it's got that intake right behind your head. Like, I can't wait to drive one. Well, is it me or is it everything? Because I know it's kind of more, well, it is mid engine and the engine's so much closer to you and the driving feel is different. But in terms of performance, you know, the ultimate engine is that. In, in the Porsche lineup is I've just said Porsche then um, is the GT3 is the GT3 engine it's it's the thing that makes it so unique and brilliant 
But if it's going to go across in the different, you know, oh, look, different not, models. Mate, they're not putting one in a Panamera so you can calm the farm, all right? You, know, you never know. You never know. They might. <laughs> Panamera RS. Yeah. Is that coming next? The GT5 the RS. RS. Yep, GT5 yeah. RS. Yep. Yeah, and the McCann RS and the Cayenne RS. Mate, they've even dropped the McCann Turbo this year. I don't if the, when no one looked. Oh, have they? Yeah, it's, GDS is on top of the Wazza now for McCann. Oh, wow. Well, you, as you know, I have very strong feelings on the SUV front. Oh, you would um, do with those little roads. Well, it's, it's not even just that. It's, I think it's when, you know, they talk about a G-Wagon or a Range Rover Sport or, yes. um, you know, the Cayenne, the McCann. And it's, oh, well, it almost drives like a sports car. And I always do that thing where you're never going to get into your SUV and go, I'm just going to go for a blast around the B roads in my Cayenne Turbo it, it, S. Listen, in all fairness, though, you would if you only had the Cayenne Turbo S. Yeah, but that, no, no, that's not, that's not an argument. What about Eurus? No, same, same boat. Bentayga, same one. Ferrari are about to lose one. I don't, one. I don't care enough to stand on a pedestal on this one. I think I do. I feel quite passionate about it. And I'll tell you the, the reason for it is back in the day, like, you know, back when Noah stepped off the ark, I had an X5, yeah. right? <laughs> you had an X5? Wow, we're talking Stone Age then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah like I said, <laughs> it, was tra- it was traded in by Kane or Abel. I can't remember which one. And the... um. <laughs> Or, or, or their dad. I've yeah, I've never ever owned a car that costs more to own and maintain. Oh wow! Like horrifically, like it was just any time anything had to be done to that car, it was choke on the bill. You know, so oh, every God. time I see these luxury SUVs, especially when I see them cheap, like I saw a early KN Turbo the other day with like thirty thousand kilometers on it, which is nothing, right? Wow. And it's 20 years old now, or whatever it is, you know, the things are ancient, you know. And um, it's probably not 20 years old. It's probably 15 now, I think about it. But the um, it had no kilometres on it. And the guy wanted like $24,000 for it or something. And I thought, that's a bargain. I should buy that. <laughs> and then I thought, it's probably going to cost me $25,000 to get it fixed. Yep. And nothing's wrong with it. You know, as soon as it goes in for that first service, you know, everything gets put on the list. It just keeps coming and coming, you know, like an avalanche. No, I, see, I keep doing that. I keep doing that, looking at, you know, every now and again, I'll just go onto Auto Trade or whatever it might be. Every and now I'll and then. Look it's at like the every two days, Ashmel. No, it's not, it's not actually that often these days. It's probably over three days. Uh, but but <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you look at it, you just type in, you know, you select the brand portion and you go, sure. Filter by the cheapest. Price. Yeah, yeah. I always want to we see what's that. the yeah. cheapest thing out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, you get a couple of you know, garaged, unused, broken into pieces, nine two fours, nine four fours. Then you'll go into Cayennes, which will be like, you know two and a half grand, and it's got one hundred and fifty thousand miles. And oh, it's got a slight fault, but it still works. Yeah. And you're like, okay, like you, it's like probably <laughs> 10 grand to fix it. <laughs> at least. And every yeah. now and again, I think, I think, you know, I know somebody who's really good yeah. at fixing Porsches. Yeah. He's a specialist. Yeah, it couldn't be 10 grand. Surely I'm going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. You go, well, if it's two grand, that's fine. If it's three grand, that's fine. I'll get a car that works and I'll be able to sell it 
for the amount that yeah. I spent on it. I know it some of the board doesn't of work that way. Mentality. I know, mad, right? Why would anyone? That must have been a complete idiot. <laughs> the Boxster. Oh, there's there's progress on the Boxster. Yeah, we'll come to the Boxster. What so else is on the list? Need- what's, what oh, oh, hang on, what's going on with your phone here? Yeah, I dropped it. I've got I've got to say to people. Hang on, hang on. I've got to say to people that I explain that I'm on my phone. You said don't explain it, but it's because we've very quickly it's an impromptu chat that we're having and I'm getting my kit together so we can have better sound quality and better production values. The sound quality is pretty good. I look, I'm sure we're not going to cop a hiding mainly because the opportunity for comment is so much lower in podcasting than YouTube, right? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Just instant, you know, yeah, yeah. instant vitriol. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but that aside, no, the audio is not too bad. I can I can see so, what's going on here. The, um, so, the, so the Boxster. But, no, we're not talking about the Boxster yet. We haven't finished all, all right. this from Evo. Oh, yes. Yes. We got distracted by super SUVs. I know what I can't even remember what we were saying. We were talking about the uh, the uh, we got to talking about the GT4 RS, didn't we? Which we didn't finish, and I think there's a home for it if you want a race car. And you're more likely to wring the neck out of it with a clear conscience than you are out of a GT3 because of the values of the cars. I don't know because yeah, I don't either. This is my, G- I'm throwing throw my comment. It's like over here if you get one with a decent spec i think it's like 140,000 pounds yeah you, listen there's no point even bringing up the value to me here in australia because whatever number you think it's like doubling a bit at least here in australia oh yeah because if we got That's these true. luxury car taxes and all this sort of stuff right but look i actually know because i have gone on to the porsche configurated a price up at gt4 rs like yes. you know like every idiot does when they're on their ipad in bed while their wife's asleep and the um in australian dollars you're not getting much change out of the better part of nearly three hundred thousand dollars oh my god that's insane because you like let's face it you're not buying a gt4 rs and say no i'll only have the steel brakes yeah, and you you're not buying a GD4 race to say, no, I don't want the sport buckets. I want the comfort seats. Yeah. But is this, do a lot of people spec their car in terms of what it might be worth in the future? It depends. There's going to be a, a, a split. Some people are going, to, uh, are going to spec it for what it's going to be worth in the future. And they're going to put minimal miles on it. And they may, may not take it on track, which these days I'm not sure that matters. Hey, it's so mine. well built. Hey, firstly, I'm going to, it's time to polarize this podcast. Oh no! Oh no! You're an idiot if you buy the car for someone else. It's like saving your wife for when she's divorced for the next guy that comes along. But this is what people do, though, and it's because of now, the, Ferrari the money owners. that they spend. Yeah. So you know, when when someone says like Chris Harris, right? Chris Harris recently did a video of his. Is he got a 911 T or? Yeah, he's got a, he's he got got a touring GT3 touring. Yeah, touring. Yeah, the yellow one. Yeah, yeah the yellow that he got and wrapped in yellow. If I remember. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's the one. And I, I just watched the video on uh, YouTube. No, probably about a week ago. And he vlogs that thing. He does, and and he uses it as it's supposed to be used. But 
at the same time, he called it leggy. Now, I don't know about US or what does that Australia. Mean? Leggy, what does that mean to you? Leggy over here, over here, it means that it's got high mileage and it's worn. It's rough around oh, the edge. Okay. So, but his his car hasn't hit fifty thousand miles yet. What? So, but 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 you know, in in that in the context of those cars, that is leggy. I would be pretty curious as to know what's the highest highest mileage GD three touring in the world. Oh, isn't there one that uh, the guy from Seen Through Glass? I think he drove one that had a hundred and something like thousand fifty miles. thousand miles too, or eighty thousand kilometers or something. It wasn't. No, no, no. It was. Wasn't one hundred and fifty thousand k's. It was a lot. It was, was a it? lot. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, it was over a hundred thousand miles. Well, let's face it. There's a good chance Sam from Seen Through Glass is listening to our podcast. So let us know, Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> let us know. Uh, he did do a driving one, and it was. I remember thinking, you know, why aren't there more? Why aren't people just using them? Because They're they can be used. And they are. And you know, when you talk about, they are expensive um, here, though, Bajmal. Like the, they really are, and, and they're still climbing, aren't they? Yeah, like it's. Please wait. There is. I know that there's. I think two for sale or three for sale and car sales, which is the auto trader equivalent here in Australia. And I think they're over four hundred thousand dollars. Now that's fifty grand dearer than a new GD three nine oh two. That's nuts. In manual. You know. Oh my god. Don't get me wrong, you've got to wait a year to get your GD three if you order it today, or eighteen months or whatever it'll be. So you could have that GT three touring tomorrow if you cut the check, right? But the reality is I don't know, like that's a bubble that's gotta pop, doesn't it? It, you'd think so, but it just seems to be going up. And, and and everybody's got that thing about, you know, they've got something in the garage and you just think, I want it to be worth more so I can sell it for more. But it's relative, yeah. isn't it? Everything is going up. That's and the, which is why I think the, the mileage thing, you know, if you've got one. It's less relevant. Just go out and drive it. Yeah, go out and drive it and, and use it. And, and Whereas, you know, when I hear about that 100,000-mile GT3, I think, great. That's More of them should be used like that because – but they're – but there are people who would never buy that in the market for a GT3. They would never buy that one. They want one with, you know, 10,000 miles, 12,000 miles. And then if you say 25,000 miles, they go, oh, the mileage is a bit high. But they're the ones that break down. They're the ones that stuff goes wrong with because they haven't been used. The first time you got, I would have gone on a road trip to, you know, northern Scotland and the NC500. But yeah, it's never done line, that. Kind the coolant line's gone hard and breaks. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, yeah, it's... You know, on the older ones, it was the IMS, wasn't it? That all the grease hardened and, and they just died. Yep. Whereas now, you know, when you do that, it's never done that kind of journey. And suddenly, you know, you can smell the coolant and you start to think, oh my God, am I just about to wreck my 100,000 pound car? Whereas on a car that's higher mileage, you know, it's got no problem. You could just, you know, Someone drive else to the other end of Europe. Problems. Exactly. Someone's fixed them. Yep. yep. And, I, and, and someone's really enjoyed it. And, you know, with Chris Harris's car, I'm sure, you know, it's looked after mechanically brilliantly. It doesn't matter if it's, uh, but it's not leggy. I wouldn't describe it as leggy. It's a, it's an, it's, that's, that is, with that kilometre count that's, or a mile count, that's a, yeah, that's an unfair assessment or a statement of that car, in my opinion. Do you think we need to get him on? Give him a call. I'll, I'll, I'll do it after this. Yeah, can you? Yep. So it's not, let's, so it's let's, not to interrupt. He, he deserves to come on to defend his position. Yes. 
Although, see, one of the things that I do like about Chris Harris, and I, he's one of my favourite car television presenters. Yep. Yeah. And it's he's not that interested in the current latest, fastest, loudest, knobbiest thing. Whereas he's more about... Okay. Firstly, you know, you're he, gonna hold, you know, I'm going to pull you up right now. Go on, go on. Our last conversation, yeah. you've brought up this theory that the people that don't uh, that are in a position to not be concerned about not having a 911 as a Porsche car can only yeah. do so once they've experienced it and understand it. Yeah. Right? Yes. This is exactly yep. with Chris Harris with the latest and greatest. He drives everything. He does. Right. And I get what oh, was sorry, the, what was the highest? Do you know what was the highest scored car in the Top Gear reviews was for him last year? Was it some kind of race car? No. It was a GR Yaris. Oh. In his, he stated it is the best car that has come out in two thousand and twenty. Oh, it's actually two thousand and twenty. You know, the end of 2020, yeah. early 2021. Therefore, now get, this is a guy that drives Koenigseggs and McLarens yeah. and everything and Ferraris and Lambos and he would get pulled into everything. Let's face it. If he, if he yeah. rang any company in the world and said, I'd like to drive that, it'd be on a truck within minutes, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I just want to be clear here, if he wants to come and drive my 911, 996. He's out. You're not going to give him the keys, are you? It's, I, well, you'd have to think about it. I'd have to think about it. Yeah, you'd have to come on the podcast fair. first yeah. and, and tell us what he thinks of it. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're right. There's, there's, there's an evolution of ownership. Yes. Porsche ownership. Because a lot of people say, oh, but is the 911 the ultimate? Because like, like me, like uh, Chris Harris, you know, you've been in one. You've driven it, you've owned it, and then, then you get into something like a 924, a 944, or a Boxster or something, and you go, do you know what? Is this better daily? Is this better whizzing around the country lanes? Because you're in a position say to, to say, yes, it is, with a clear conscience. Exactly, and the 911 is an icon in the car world. So if you've not driven one or you've not owned one, but you like the brand, then you're always on a step. Everything that you get is a stepping stone to that. Do you feel? Um, do you feel like the GT three is another layer of that above? I don't. I'm not sure because I, I don't know either. I just sort I love, of throw it in, you know. Yeah. See, I like I, I like reading about you know the next thing coming out and the GT three and everything about it, and I like the how they talk about it relative to other other marks and brands because it's a different thing that they're trying to achieve because it's more about the experience rather than hey let's go all out and yeah. do a thousand brake yeah, horsepower engine and do yeah, whatever right, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so it's it's a it's a thing you know the porsche ownership is a, is, a, is an experience in itself um but but is gt3 me, the pinnacle i think it should be and it is for a lot of people but i'm thinking purely from a personal point of view it isn't it's you know i wouldn't what about think, okay. oh is, i need to own that. it's gds GTS, yes, yes. Manual GDS. I mean, 
manual GTS are be thinking, you know, 991.1. Yeah, and this is from purely from a point of view. Yeah, I've never driven one. Yeah, yeah. I've never driven one. And just from what I read about it and, and just the sound and the experience, I don't know if you can top that for a car that you're not going to go on the track with. You're going to use it every day. I don't know. Can you top that? I don't know. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you how I do. Because whilst I'm in the fortune position where I've been in a few different generations of GD3, and they are amazing motor cars, right? Don't get me wrong. But for the type of driving, one, I'm capable of and are ever likely to evolve to, you know what I mean? And two, mm. actually benefit from that experience. You know what? I, I think the pinnacle for me is like 991 Carrera T without rear seat delete. Oh, because that's, that's interesting. That's for me, like, and I've not driven a Carrera T, right? I'm talking manual. I'm not talking PDK here, right? The I just love the idea of it, and every review you read about them, they're so much better than what they are on paper. Every person that ever drives one raves about them. You know, the if anything, the only downside is the turbocharging as opposed to naturally aspirated because you're a point two car. You know. Yep. But that doesn't seem to stop people from loving them. I think for me, that's the thing why I prefer the 991.1 because yep. it's the naturally aspirated one. And you know when... I do I do love on the GDSs. I, I'm a complete victim. And Porsche, because I know Andy Pruning is probably listening, right, sitting next to Chris Harris right now. Yeah. Give us an option, a factory option of giving us center lock wheels on any Porsche 911. Make it a configurable when you actually tick Ooh. the boxes. Because I love center lock wheels on a Porsche. I've never really thought about it, like but I, they do when look I see GDS or a Turbo S or a GD3 or a GD2, I, I see those center lock wheels and I just get a little bit wobbly at the knees, Kajmal. Well, I'm looking at the pictures of the GT3 Touring and I can concur, they do look good. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not giving me the fizz. They're not giving me the fizz. Yeah, yeah, fair. They're fair. good. But wheels are wheels. There's wheel to, to get a fizz out of wheels, like, and you know why? I'll tell you why. You know, I love a bit of old school Porsche. Right? You'd have to be a mechaphile. What's that mean? A mechaphile is apparently people who like having sex with cars. Yeah, that's not me, right? But I think I feel like we've taken a leap here. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> you've taken let's off finish on a the thing about the wheels before we stop We're about this. to come back from that tangent now, everyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And um, the I think it's because of the old school. I think three five six. I think three hundred SL Rudge wheels, the old knock on wheels. You know. Yeah. See, I mean, my my old MGB from nineteen sixty eight had the center spinner. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, you know, if if they were going to sell it like that, I'm still looking at this picture of the G three touring with yeah. the with the center locking. Yeah. They've got to give you the F one style gun, right? They give you well, first of all, they give you the half-inch drive socket. It's under the bonnet, so you, uh, under the hood, front hood, so you can take it out and put it on and put it on a gun if you want. Yeah, but I'd, I want them to. I want a Porsche branded. You want a Porsche branded impact driver that it's attached to, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I and know. You know I know you are Shmuel, and you can't be trusted with that. I know. I know. I can't. I absolutely can't. You'd be, you'd, you'd be rounding that nut, and once that's done, right? That wheel's not coming off, is it? 
I'm not. I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. Impact driver I'm... with a lock on that is probably about yeah. a 300 newton meter tight. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I'll get a puncher. Sorry. And I'll... Sorry, I didn't know the wheels on the other side had the thread the other way. <laughs> no, normally, no, you could very no, well be no, that bad, no, couldn't no, you? Now that pack came out. No, but no, normally it says on there. Yeah, lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Yeah, I got it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I just know I'll be driving along with a passenger, might be my wife, and I get a puncher and I'll get the gun out and go, I'll be back in three seconds. <laughs> the F1 can, can you change. just hit the air jack for me, love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's they, they do look good, and I think it's. Oh, they look amazing. It should be I, a factory just, option yeah. on every 911. But is it, which one is it? Is it standard on just the GT3s? No, GDS, GD, GD3, uh, GD3, GD3 RS, GD2 RS, and Turbo S. They're the only cars that it comes standard on. That's quite a lot. Yeah, so they make them. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be a factory option. It's not like they'd have to stop the production line to make those cars. Yeah, exactly. And I no, love I, don't know. I love center lock wheels on Porsches on 911s. Do I need to explain why I know the Mechafile thing? Nah, no. Nah, let's. I, honestly, we should just leave that subject alone. All right. Well, we'll wait for feedback. And yeah, let's do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. The twenty-three people going to listen to this podcast. Let's see what they say. Yeah. No, I'll see if I know some people. I'll probably get up to twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> Mum, can you listen to it again for me? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Can you listen to it at the same time on two devices, yeah. please, Mum? Yeah, to, uh, to make up for the fact my wife never listens to any of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, my, my wife doesn't, no. Yep. She's and, like, um, no, I can't be bothered. But she will make a video one day, so we'll be you know, doing a review of a car. Yes. Tell me um, what other cars are on there. We got to GT3 Touring. Oh. Uh, do you want the... The list, uh, the order that they came in. No. Is, Is that, that not allowed? Do we need to know the order of losing? We know the M5 CS1. Yeah. So the, the GT3 was third. Um, what was second? Hang on, wait, wait. Was there a Megane RS or something like that in there? Nope. Second was uh, the Hurricane, the STO. Really? Yep, the they most, loved it. The most unusable car ever created by Lamborghini. Hats off for building yep. it. Don't get me wrong. The um, you know, naturally aspirated V10 that would scream its guts out with a straight through exhaust and somehow became legal. Yeah, which I don't. I don't that's why I think the whole Shmi's you know, got when one. There, Shmi's got Shmi's got everything. How did one? How did one child end up with all the toys? I know it's just not fair. No, it is. The guy who works his ring out. There's not many days <laughs> no, go by he doesn't create fair. a video, is there? It's not fair to anyone who's not him. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> cup. Yeah. Right, where where the flipping heck is it? I'm looking for the STO came second. Yeah, it's baffling to me. So BMW STO, and then the GC3. And fourth was, where's the flipping list? I knew I should have left it open on that page. Oh, not, oh God, Aston Martin DBX. 
Oh, is that the ugliest it, SUV ever been made? If you hate SUV, yeah. hyper SUV or big SUVs, that thing gets shocker, isn't it? Oh, I know, because around the corner from me, there's an Aston Martin dealership, and I walk past it, and the mount that are in there. The, the rear of it, with that whole kick-up back thing, it just looks like it's been yeah. reversed into a Ben Tager reversed into a wall. Uh, yeah, always the Bentayga, the DBX reversed into a wall. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what is an absolute disgrace while we're talking about those big SUVs. Those Cullinans are pretty ugly. <laughs> yes, everyone raves about it, but no, it's not. It's again, not, it's not a good looking car. Rolls Royce, if you wish to prove me wrong, right? Seeing that Ferrari's going to send the SF9 to Ajmal, I will drive a Cullinan yeah. for six months and give you an honest review. Yeah, honest review on our Porsche podcast. <laughs> of a Cullinan, yep. <laughs> of a Cullinan and a Ferrari. Let me tell you about, while you're thing. looking for that, let me tell you about what's happening. Oh, I've got it, I've got it. So go on, you, you, you carry on. I was going to give you an I'm update ready. on what's happening with my 356. Oh, yes. Tell me. Okay. In the last couple of months, right, because it's been a bit of a, it's summer in Perth right now. For <laughs> listeners who don't know where I'm from. The, um... And That's Perth, Australia, by the way. Yes, not yes, Scotland. not Scotland. <laughs> but Perth, Western Australia, because there's also a Perth in Tasmania. The, um, this is just too complicated. It is, isn't it? Come up with some originality, for Christ's sake. No, but um, like right now it is nearly 10 p.m. at night, and it is still over 25 degrees. So you can imagine how hot it is during the day here in Perth. Not great for an air-cooled car with the airflow that happens in the cabin of a 356 coupe. Yep. Now... That being the case, our opportunity to drive these cars is evenings or very early mornings or spring and autumn. Okay. I'm, yep. I'm not against driving my car in the rain. Don't get me wrong. But I don't like the cleanup that I have to, I have to spend on it after the rain. That's the, just for mm. listeners, that's a big difference between Ajmal and I. I clean my cars. And the, um, yeah, but anyway, by 356. It's a 1960 model. I've recently installed some speedster seats in it. Oh, the are they the metal framed ones? No, they're like a fiberglass shell Ooh. that's covered in leatherette. That's vinyl, kids. And the um, I had them done, and those seats actually have a wooden base that they hinge on that the seat rails are screwed into, right? And oh. that's just hinges at the front, old school, like, you know, typical Ford Anglia 1960, yeah. <laughs> you know, flip the seat forward because it doesn't lock at the back, that type of flip forward. Um, but the cushion in the bottom of the seat, when I had them recovered, the upholsterer, I don't know if he changed the cushion or something, but it was too high. So my thighs were rubbing on the, you know, steering wheel, which is a size that, you know, has the circumference of the, you know, one trip around the globe. It's that big, the steering wheel yeah. is in the 356, big wooden thing. As uh, another YouTuber who drove it not long ago said to me, is this what it must be like steering the Titanic? <laughs> the steering wheel was so large, right? And the, um, but that aside, the, so I had to get the, back to the upholsterer, the seats and had the base cushions lowered. Now, keep in mind, I'm not a very big person. I weigh like, 60 kilos and I'm like five foot one, you know? So if you're a, a large gentleman or lady and got tried to fit your thighs underneath the steering wheel, you would have been in real trouble. The, um, wow. yeah, so that the seats have been done now. I've had them reupholstered and fed them in and fit the rails and 
mucked around with getting the rail spacing right so the seats can actually slide back and forth. Um, what else have I done to it? The I replaced my heat exchangers because the heat is not Ooh. what you need in Perth, right? Yep. With standard J-pipes. But they're about oh. 20 mil too short inside the slotted part of the muffler. So I've got this gap of like 20 mil, so I've got an exhaust loop around it. <laughs> but don't they – but if you've not got the exchanger – I do have the exchanger. You pull the J-pipe out of the exchanger, right? Yeah. But Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't affect the flow that air. influences the cooling. Yeah. No, no. The, after that point, the airflow blows from the blower fan. Yep. Just for listeners out there, Hajmal has a 912. It's got exactly the same motor in it as my 356, yep. hence yep. the conversation going this way. The, um, yeah, the air gets blown straight down through the metalwork from the blower through past the oil cooler, which is inside the blower um, assembly, yep. right, straight down over the heads, out the bottom of the heads, and into thin air, mm. right? Right. The okay. You can then um, also blow the air th- through into the um, from the blower into the heat exchanger. The air go the exhaust J pipe heats up the air and then it goes into a valve switchable valve as to whether or not the air will then flow through the down the sides of the car under the doors and then into the front of the car to give you warm air into the car. Yep. I've disconnected all that stuff, right? I now have used plumbing fittings <laughs> from where that pipe goes into the sills to the front of the car with like a 180 degree that sits down below. So air running under the car goes in that and forces the air into the cabin. Oh, right. So cooler. Yes. Or outside air, not air heated by the heads of the engine and the heat exchangers. Yeah. So straight into into the car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, so that's what I've done on my car to try and get some semblance of airflow into the car. But anyway, ah, it's, it's doing all that. That's pretty good. The J-pop's yeah. too short. So I've got a oh. – so on the runoff occasionally, bang, at the exhaust, you know, so it's <laughs> uh, the exhaust classic. You know, what what the guys are doing in their Focus RSs out there, right? You, you <laughs> could do better. Well, I could do that just because my exhaust is too short. <laughs> right. That's pretty good. No, but the thing is, it's – you're saying about taking it out and the cleanup because with, with my 912 mm. – it, it leaks so much rainwater in. I only t- only left, I left it out it? overnight once. Yeah, into the interior, the yeah. rainwater. Where's it come from? Because I left, uh, I, I don't know, because I've only ever left it out overnight once. Yeah. And it rained that night. So when I got back in and I was going to an event, I think it was, I was going to Classics of the Clubhouse, sure. which is local to me. And PJ? when I got down to, that's PJ, yeah. And the future first. Guest on the, future guest on the podcast, PJ. Yeah, let's hope so. I'm going to yeah. message him. Good he one. literally lives in the next village from me. So, <laughs> um, but he's um, actually, I should message him. Yeah. So, PJ does classics at the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an event that's organized locally uh, on a golf course. It's fantastic. It's yep. just air cooled. Um, but uh, so, when I went out the next morning after I left it overnight and I was going, I went down the hill and I braked. And you would not believe how much water sloshed under my feet. Oh, really? And that's from, yeah, from one night 
being because it hasn't got the carpet it's got like, rubber mats yeah yeah on the floor yeah as does mine and yeah. and it was just awful so i had to go and then dry it out with a cloth wring it out you know soak it up wring it out it wasn't a great look when you know my car was on a stand at the show yeah yeah the, <laughs> and um, i'm doing that so talking about that I'll, in the very early days of our ownership of our 356 my wife and i and my daughter were heading down about 100 kil- 60 70 miles south of perth to a um, little village where they had a Porsche club run or something. I can't even remember what the event was, right? And it was pissing down. I'm talking God. torrential, right? Biblical. And the water coming in under, from the windscreen, running down, you know, behind the dash pad, and then you can see it running down through the fuse oh, box. No. And I'm going, oh, no. Right, this thing's gonna go. You know, my wife's got the towel there. She's going, it's dropping on my lap. You know, anyway, it wouldn't have been two weeks later. We didn't have any problems, luckily. But um, about two weeks later, we're watching. I I wanted to show her the video. I don't know if you've ever seen it called um, "Made by Hand." It's a, it's a doco with no um, talking about how they made three five sixes back in the day from that no, Porsche factory. I, I the Royer factory, no. then at the Porsche. It's an yep. old sixties do- colour doco. It's a classic. You've you've never seen anyone YouTube it made by hand, right? So it's I'll a, check it out. Yeah, it is classic sixties <laughs> T V, right? And um at the towards the end of it they do the rolling road and they show the quality control and all that sort of stuff. And they have a great big fire hose and they're hosing the car down, right? And um my wife says do you reckon that's so they can make sure the water does get in? Because <laughs> <laughs> it is just the amount of water that comes in. and Because I, I wasn't sat in it. Did you have your window it open? Rained. Was it something dumb no, like that, Ajmar? No, Come on, no, you can tell no, us. No, it wasn't. And it was just, I have no idea where it came in from, but there it was all over the floor. So I'd never leave it out. I don't like driving it. I've never driven it in the rain. Um, and I really try not to, whereas, you know, my 996 is yep. the complete opposite. And I just use that in all weathers mm-hmm. and it gets a proper, proper hammering. Yep. So it's going to be, you know, it's like 156,000 miles already. So mm-hmm. do you want to hear about the update on my Voxster? Yeah, let's hear it. Have you got the mold? So firstly, wait, wait, the mold, we're going to come to the mold. Okay, first, yeah. I've bought some stuff for it and I've bought some Brembo discs and pads Ooh. for the back. Now, genuine Brembo. So I know, gen, well, yeah, genu- as genuine as you get on eBay. Mate, you've, um, you've changed. <laughs> no, no, what happened was... So it was on special I or something, to, was it? Uh, no, I went, to, I went to all the... I don't I haven't put them on yet, but I, w- I went to all the local places that sell them. You know, there's, to me, there's German, French, uh, German, Swedish, French, GSF, and there's Eurocar Parts, and there's uh, online, there's Heritage um, uh, Parts Centre, and sure. there's Design 911. Yep. So I went to all of those, and it was coming out to... Yeah, it was coming out to about 185 to 200 pounds. Is that four discs or just the front uh, ones? No, just just the just the back ones. Oh, back. Because my front ones are actually okay. The pads are okay. The back ones are just completely shot. Sure. And so... Did you buy a shock absorber while you're there? Uh, I need a shock absorber for the front. Yeah, you haven't bought that though? I haven't bought that yet, yeah, no. Okay. But these discs just came up on, on... I was just looking on eBay and they were being sold by... GSF, German Swedish French, oh, yeah, sure. which is a, a known company over here, and they're Brembo. So I messaged them 
and if something weird happens, it says, oh, no, that's a different user who's selling them. I thought, that's a bit dodgy. So I contacted GSF and I said, look, there's these, these discs from eBay. How come I can't message you? And they went, oh, they come directly from our supplier in Germany. Ah, so if you hit buy it now, yeah, yeah, sure. it gets fulfilled in Germany and posted to you. Got it. I thought, okay, fine. Now, these discs and pads are £100 cheaper than anywhere else. Really? They're £87, including postage. Discs and pads. And really? I was like, that can't be right. Yeah, so I hit buy it now. Buy, and I just wait. And, you know, a week went by, two weeks went by, and I thought, oh, someone's just had my money. But no, they turn up. And they're all Brembo. They're all look genuine. So I haven't put them on. But then one of the things I thought was, do you know what? I'm not going to do anything to the car. I'm just going to wait. If I get a... If I get a thousand subscribers by the end of the month, I'll I'll do it myself. If I don't, then I'll just wait until the spring and either take it somewhere or, or do it myself. But sure. the problem is obviously by then, how many it's subs going you to need? Be, uh, I need I need to get to a thousand. I need about three hundred. Okay, listeners, Ajmal's web, <laughs> Ajmal's YouTube channel. Come on, <laughs> all twenty-three of you, can you please subscribe if you haven't already? Yes, get to seven hundred. That'd be amazing. <laughs> But anyway, so the but what will happen is if I leave it till spring. Now I'm going to tell you a little little story about oh, yeah yeah okay let's hear it. So my brother came over for New Year's Eve and he'd never seen the box. From Queensland, went, oh, let's go and have a look. Uh, no, the I've got the I've got three brothers. One of them ah, lives locally in London, sure. so he came over for New Year's Eve and he went oh let's go and see this box that you've got. And it's been parked there for months. The battery's almost dead. So he opens the door. And it's just the smell is overpowering. The steering wheel is furry and green. This like, it's bordering on mushrooms growing in it. And then, and he goes, that's gross. And he slams the door shut. But as the window is supposed to come down a little bit and then close and come back up mm-hmm. under the seal, the battery is so dead that it doesn't do it quick enough. So it just clangs against the seal. Now the car then thinks, oh, someone's fingers trapped in. I better put the window down. So <laughs> slow, eking, uh, uh, slowly the window starts coming down and I'm trying to grab it. Stop, stop, stop. And it doesn't. It comes down halfway and then the battery's completely dead. It won't go back up. And it's raining. So I say to him, forget it. Let's just leave it there. It's raining. We go out for lunch, come back. And I think I've got to take the battery out and charge it up and put it back in. So I can't do the the hood. hood open. Well, that's the thing. I couldn't open the hood because it's electronic, the catch. And you just think, why have they done that? You know, my 911s are, are 1998 and it's just a cable. Yes, that's so what I have to rip when you off buy the a, a modern Boxster, which is like, what, a 2000, 2001 or something, was it? Yeah, it's 2000, yeah. So then I have to go and rip a panel off where the fuse box is down by where my feet go, the pedals, pulls the fuse box off, all sorts of panels come off, but I find the cord, I pull it, I open the hood. I undo the battery, and just as I take the two terminals off, the alarm goes off. And, and I'm still there going, why is the alarm going off? I've disconnected the battery. But obviously, there's a battery in sure. the alarm, but I can't find the key. So I have to go and sit inside and have a cup of tea for 10 minutes while the alarm's going off, and my neighbors are all kicking off. And then I go back, take it out, and change it. But in the meantime, I think, I know, I'll put a cover over the top of it. I'll go and buy a breathable cover. If you're in England, you'll know Halfords down the road, 60, 60 pounds. It's a breathable, multi-layered cover, and it fits the car. I put it over the top, and I leave it. So, you know, it's like two weeks later now. Have you, uh, have you had a look under the cover since? I, I had a look yesterday. Yeah, what's the story? It, it's bad. Breathable it's, also means the water goes through it, doesn't it? Well, it's, it's the window's open, remember. 
<laughs> the mushrooms have turned the Smurfs living in there now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like there's 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 a new ecosystem in there. And, but it's the windows still open, so I'm thinking, well, you know, that'll be really good because you know there's open airway. But I I take it off the back, and the car is is just drenched with condensation. Oof. And I look inside, and the and the windows are all just dripping with water. Oh man! And the green stuff is just out of control. Talk about an appreciative so, uh, box thrown. Yeah, this is know, you know this I, car is the dream of some people. What you're doing right now. I I know, but it's like it's become my nightmare. My wife's like not happy. She's saying I hate seeing that car. I hate that it's under a cover. I hate that. What little money you paid for it is just going down and down and down every day that yeah, you leave look, it. I reckon, you, I reckon you bought one for as cheap as you could get one, no matter what, right? Because I remember yeah. watching your video. You know, yeah, worst for the, case, for the it was two thousand. It was two thousand two hundred pounds. Yeah, worst case, you're going to get at least that back on it. You're going to rip the money you've spent on your Brembo discs. Yeah, but I spent a bit of money. So remember, I bought it off eBay without looking at it. And it was like 300 miles away. Yes. yes. So I think I got, I got it transported. How far, how was... far in are you? How, how, what dollar figure are you into this whole project? Okay. So let's work it out. She's not going to listen. It's okay. Uh, sorry? She's not going to listen. It's okay. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So 2,200, I bought yeah. it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, it costs 380 pounds to, or 360 pounds to transport it. Sure. So we're like two six in already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I then had to, get a new oil separator fitted, ah. fix a puncher, get a uh, replace a front radiator. And that costs about 550 pounds in total. Cause I didn't do any of that myself. Sure. And also I got that, you know, my friend Jack who's an independent specialist. He sure. gave me mates rates. And so you're about 32 plus a car cover, plus these brakes. You're probably about three and a half yes. into it, right? Uh, I don't want to say three and a half because that sounds like a lot, but I'm, but that's I'm the number though, 33. Let's say 33. What about the MOT 30. and all that sort of stuff? It has to be three and a half. Uh, well, yeah, it's got no MOT. It ran out in December, like last month, oh, about a month ago. Now you, to, now you have to go through the grief of getting it again. I know. So I'm, well, no, when you let it, because you've got to get it down to the testing station. Uh, yeah, okay. and, the, and, and, and the brakes will make it fail. Sure. The CV boots will make it fail. And the you still got to fix that front, front shock, right? Yeah, the front shock is doing nothing. You just hear it bouncing along yeah, yeah. the road as you're driving. The front and, spring, you know, don't, yeah. ever, yeah, don't ever take a, a right bend hard because it will just collapse on that side. Right. And, and I, I, I spun it 360 once because I went over some leaves. I wasn't going very fast, but it just spun 360, went through a hedge. We're not, judging, grass you. We're not judging you about your uh, but, driving. Yeah, okay. But, you know, I like to think that it was my uh, driving skill that kept me from hitting anything, but I had my you'd eyes have closed. To be, yeah, but um, realistically, <laughs> you'd have to be able to get three grand for the car, right? In the spring, I reckon. Because there's someone selling what one. Did, I reckon you drop a roach bomb or something in it with the cover on. That'll kill all the oh, everything in it. A roach bomb? What's that? You know, those cans oh, you, you like buy at the supermarket. Pesticide you, type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll kill anything in that car, right? Whether it's um, when it shorten my when it shorten my life when I get into it. No, you're gonna leave the cover on, you're gonna do it, and you're gonna leave it there for a week, right? And then all that mold and everything, that, that nothing's gonna survive that roach bomb. Then you take the cover off with the roof down once the weather changes and leave it for a couple of days, let it air out, you'll be fine. 
don't know. I think we need some this, feedback this is not from a somebody who's done this. This is not scientific. I reckon it's a worthwhile experiment. Yeah. I was thinking maybe I should just grow something in it. Like something's already weed. growing in it, Ashma. I know, but if I, you know, like turn it's it like off. a hydroponics yeah, type turn center it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, do some clever hydroponics, get some light in there. Well, and, give you know, it a Janice Joplin some, paint job. Yeah, great. Gross. Yeah, exactly. Gross some stuff. I can tell. No, that that's wrong. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but that that is, and so I need I need to get. So that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm just gonna let it ride. Get to the end of the month, which is three weeks away. About a thousand subscribers. I'm not. I'm not pushing it anywhere. So I've just said it out loud here. Yeah. yeah. If it doesn't get to a thousand, then I'm going to leave it till March. If it does, then I'll just start wrenching on it immediately. Get the bits. Yeah. Get it roadworthy because it's actually well, one good thing about the breaks. That's an easy job to do yourself. Let's face it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's you know, I've seen the YouTube videos. <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I'll, do, I'll just do that on my driveway i'll get the suspension done from somebody at the road yep. and i'll get it i'll take it for an mot get it taxed i'll start using it because it's actually a great daily driver and also i would probably if i sold it sell it as a candidate for a track car because it's got no air conditioning no traction control got it so it's it and the paintwork isn't great but it's got decent wheels on it you definitely fit and a christmas tree in it I would have been able to fit my Christmas tree in it, but they they both arrived in my nine nine six. Yes, yes. And I'm and I'm still like picking pine needles off my clothes, and it's like a month later, and it's just it's, I haven't cleaned it. But the second one was so fat, even though it was in that little mm-hmm. net that they put it in. I put it in, you know, it was the, the trunk was in the footwell of the passenger side, and the top of the tree was thickened probably about. A meter it was sticking out of the oh, really that far outside the sunroof. Yep. Oh yeah, and it was like properly squeezed through the sunroof, and it was really massive. So I just wedged it in there and I headed off. My daughter was sat behind me, and I went first bend. She I must have been cracking. Fell. Up. Um, no, she was cracking up because the first bend we went around, it fell onto my head, <laughs> and so it was. And it was, you know, I've got no hair. I wasn't wearing my hat. So oh, every yeah, time even I worse. Change gear, scratching your head. It's scratching my head, and every time I have to change gear, I have to push it over with my head so I can reach the gear stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And luckily, I didn't have to make any many big left turns where I had to look left. Classic. Or to make a right turn. So it was fine. I managed to get it home. But that car needs some love. I did do a 400-mile trip just the other day, and it mm. didn't miss a beat. Um, got great miles per gallon. It's it still goes i still love that car but i need to give it some love and it's going to be in the spring no no genuine porsche enthusiast gives a rat's ass about the mileage that you get in your car do they no they shouldn't though well, of course it's, they about, it's for using who, who even cares? It's for, yeah yeah exactly it's for using because I, I told you i think i told you that I, I get that from my friends a lot is you know when i'm redlining it stuff like mm-hmm. that and it's, it's an old car it's got lots of miles why are you doing that for me that's it's that's its purpose in life if yep. it can't do that, what's the point of it? It doesn't Apart from the fact to it looks, looks great. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And so um, I'm, I, I need to give it some love. I need to tidy it up, make it a bit better, because next year well, here we it go. Will be 25, it'll be 25 years old. Hmm. Quarter of a century old. And the, um, yeah, so the, the, the 996 as a thing will be, is you know 25 years old did it come out in 97 or 98 
thought they were 97, late 97, weren't they? Yeah, so so I think the 25th anniversary of the 996 is this year. Yeah, I think it is too. Uh, so Boxster was last year because it came out a little bit earlier. Um, and I think it's aged quite well. I looked at it when I, I went to the shop the other day and I looked back and I thought, you, you know can, what? You can't hide I the silhouette. Like you can't hide the silhouette. You can't. No, no you can't. So it's, you know, and whenever you see that shape, it means you're okay. Yeah, and it's and it's the narrow body one. So mm. I still love driving it on the on the roads locally. There's a lot of country lanes. As soon as you come out of our driveway, it's fantastic. I always take the long way home when I go to the local shop, just because I can. Uh, but my wife's getting a bit pissed off because it's our only family car. Yeah, and I she could, hates I'd it. I'd imagine that would do it. Yeah. Of um, talking about wide cars. I drove yeah. on Friday evening. I was fortunate enough to be loaned two very wide cars that are on a lot of people's bucket lists and were very exciting to experience. Ooh. Tell me, tell me. Ferrari 458 Speciale. Whoa. In what could very well be the prettiest spec that you could even possibly order. White body. Yeah. Like a dark red Connolly leather with gold um, stitching. Gold stitching. Stunning. It was like, you know, it was just the car to look at was so pretty, you know. And I'm not a massive Ferrari guy, but big car, big wide car, very exciting to drive, right? Ooh. Ner- quite nervous because they're very valuable cars now. Four, five, eight specialities. Like here, in you Australia, didn't give it the beans. You, you, you didn't give it the beans then. Well, you have to find out whether or not the rev limiter works. Let's be honest, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, absolutely. Um, now look, I it red lines at nine, right? And I would have been up around eight and a half. I had to go at. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I heard. I had to hear the whole song. You know, for, <laughs> just you, but the thing is, this goes back to the discussion that we've had before. Is I mean, how fast are you going on a highway? Doing, doing that, it's yeah. That crazy. that's not for a podcast to talk about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously it was a private road. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, yeah, with lots in of Mexico, is that what all the YouTubers and, say in America? Yeah, here in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. and um, it's like you know, there, there was a fire engine on standby near, nearby yeah, but, and um, an air ambulance. <laughs> absolutely amazing motor car in every metric you can measure one. You know, from looks to how it makes you feel when you drive it. And even though it's a dual clutch car, not a manual, didn't matter. It was just that much is going on, you know, that it's still exciting. Is it like blip, blip, blip? Yeah, bang, the... bang, bang, bang. You know, every gear change is just the car. Was, like I've, this owner also owns a 599, right? Oh. And I've, I have driven that in the past. And that could very well be one of the most disgraceful gearboxes that's ever been put in a motor car. So this was so far the other extreme, it's not funny, considering how close those cars are in age, you know. And oh, um, word. But, yeah, absolutely amazing motor car. And um, back that up by the other car in the, the, in the garage, which was a 720S, McLaren 720S. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. a, quite a selection of cars. Oh, that's not all of them. He has some... Here's an amazing um, Tarmac Rally 911. You know, it's an early wow. 70s one. It's been fully caged up and the whole thing. So there's a lot going on in the garage. Don't get me wrong. He's a um, GT4. Um, he's got a lovely 991 Cabriolet as well. 
gold. Do you know what? That makes me think I need new friends. <laughs> There's a lovely guy. I get along really well with him, obviously, if he's letting me drive his cars. The um, But the 720S, yeah. very clean. Have you driven that one? Yeah, yeah. I drove, it straight, I drove that, then the 458 in the same day. Ah, right. right. Okay, so you've got the direct comparison. Yes, and... um. The 720S very clinical in comparison to the 458. The 720S is probably comparable to driving an electric car. Wow, I have heard that about them. They lack a lot of soul. The, look, the most soul in a 720S is the R soul behind the wheel. Right, so the, <laughs> the <laughs> it's, yeah, it was just... Amazing car, incredibly comfortable, great motor car if you want a daily that is lightning fast. But you know what? If you want a daily that's lightning fast, save yourself $400,000 and go and buy a Tesla Model 3 Performance. Yep. You know, because it's probably right. about the same. Yep. Except you can no, see, I agree you can see what's behind you in the, in the Tesla. The, um, <laughs> so, but as a, an event, the car, oh, the quality internally somewhat disappointing like close the driver's door which is a butterfly in door. a mclaren oh yeah mclaren was, they're renowned for it anyway right but yeah you pull the door down and the alcantara thing on the door roof on the head fell off oh no you know oh, no this is a car it's got you know less than a thousand kilometers on it the um so just... that, see that surprises me because I oh, know McLaren are you know, known when... for this these problems. But the original quality control, you know, it was um you know Ron Dennis was there, wasn't he? And don't, he's don't confuse so McLaren F one with MP four twelve C onwards. Oh right, okay. So this was the original then back back when they first started. Yeah, McLaren F one is like one of the most brand. perfect cars ever built, right? Yeah. But even since then, I think they were was it the first after that, when they be, when they became a brand rather than being, um, because the McLaren F1 was launched because they had the, mm -hmm. you know, it was on the back of their Formula One success. Yep. And then when they became a company and started producing cars regularly, you know, Ron Dennis, I, I thought his sort of way of working and his methodology and his attention to detail and his being completely anal about every tiny detail. I thought that would have carried on. I'm surprised. No, the, so I expect the, that of Aston Martin. The brand like is renowned for poor quality. Oh, wow. You know, with, with regards to fit and finish is the best way to describe it. But anyway, that aside, still an amazing motor car. Like an, an event is the only way to describe it. You know, there's no, there's no average car with butterfly doors. That is true. And look, one of the big appeals to the Porsche brand for me is regardless of model of Porsche, whichever one it is, you can pull up somewhere, get out of it, and people go, hmm, Porsche. You pull up in a Ferrari yep. or a McLaren, people go, hmm, knob. <laughs> and like, unless you're pulling up to the casino in Monaco yep. or you're in Milan or somewhere like that. But, yeah, it's, it's You mean unless you're amongst other knobs? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I never thought <laughs> of that. Yeah, that's actually an excellent <laughs> example, yeah. Yep. Or, no, I agree with that. Because, or a Saudi. Because, You're living in Saudi, you know what I mean? Yeah, because um, what was it? A long time ago, there was a, a, a Top Gear test where 
Jeremy Clarkson had the DB9. Sure. And there was a, I can't remember which Ferrari it was, Steve Coogan was driving. And they drove around the track and they talked about which one they'd have. And um, and I think that's the conclusion that Steve Coogan came to him. And that Ferrari is better than that Aston Martin in almost every every way. But which car would I want to be stuck in traffic in? Yeah. It's the Aston Martin. Because yeah. I don't want every person walking past going, knob, knob, yeah. and hiding behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> and and look, ultimately, that's the biggest problem with Lambos too. They are. But, but, do you know what? I wouldn't have... See, this is the thing for me. If I, if I if, let, assume money's no object, and I mm-hmm. can go out and buy anything I want. I, I think I'd have my one daily car that my, gets my family everywhere is a little bit of fun. I'll probably go back to getting a Golf R. Yep. Because it, it was all things to all people. Mm-hmm. But for my fun car, it would it would be an older Porsche. It would be an older something, you know. Oh, for me, I, I'd, be, I'd most like, it'd be a 959 for me. A 959? Yes, yeah, I'd love oh, to yeah. daily a 959. I want to be that guy. It's, you said money is no it, object. Is, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, rack up the miles on a nine five nine. Why wouldn't you? That's what it's built for. Yeah, that, that is true. It's the proper proper. You know, the engineering in that car was so ahead of its time when it first came along. But I don't know if I could daily it. I think I'd want something more, not not run of the mill, but run of the mill in terms of the scale of nine elevens, for example. I'd still ah. want it to be a nine eleven. I just think I love the shape. Maybe I'd maybe I'd just get my uh, resto modded my nine twelve and use that every day. Yeah, okay. Do you know I've never had a passenger in that car? Really? Yeah. No seatbelts. Yeah, cause, because it's got no seatbelts. Yeah. It doesn't have seatbelts. No. Oh, that was a guess, by the way. I know the age yeah, of the nine twelves, and not all of them. Yeah, you know, it was a factory option. Yeah, so it doesn't have seatbelts. Uh, obviously, it's left-hand drive, so if I had a passenger, they're, they're sat on. In the, in <laughs> the know, traffic. If, if there's a head, exactly. And uh, until I get that sorted out, I can't really have anybody as a passenger. In My there. I've got seatbelts. Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm. Oh. The car's that skinny, I think me, it doesn't matter. Yeah, true. I think the only thing for me is, because I live in the country uh in in the sticks a little bit yeah yeah so whenever i'm out on the country lanes you're constantly overtaking cyclists sure and sometimes buses mm-hmm. and when you overtake a bus and it has to be the perfect moment because you can't see past it because you're on sure. the wrong side of the car mm-hmm. um so there's that I, i've got the seat belts i just need to put them on i bought some three point seat belts i bought some two point seat belts and i haven't just haven't fitted them the anchor points are there uh, the, for the three point at the back, they were rusted, so I got new ones welded in. Um, oh, okay. But I've just not got around to fitting them. I just, I just need to do that. I'll probably yeah. just go for the lap ones. Do it, and then I can, you know, terrify people by taking them out. It. I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, I need to. It's. It still doesn't run great. I need to fix all of, all of those things on it. But at the same time, it's one of those things. You know, when you when you think, oh, the weather's good. I don't want to be wrenching on it. I want to be driving it. That's right. Right now is when you should be wrenching on it in that, you know, six-car garage you have, Ajma. I haven't got that, though. I haven't got a garage. It's, it's you, in live storage. In a, you live in an old pub, for Christ's sake. It doesn't have, like, stables. It's England. No, the stables are now the house next door. Ah, okay. Yeah. That so, would have been all right, though, yeah, wouldn't it? 
that would have been really all right. But you know, <laughs> I don't think I still think I would have been able to afford it. But as it is, I might, I might have to be wrenching on the driveway. I mean, that'll be an interesting film. I might make a video of that while you know it's bucketing down with rain. Yeah, look at the, in the, in the way only you can. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Just and then I'll probably end up doing. Uh, a Basil Fawlty thing where he's beating the car with a <laughs> with a branch. Classic. <laughs> but it's just, you know, one of those things. Anyone who's ever wrenched on a car, the last thing you want to do is when it's cold, slip a span and bash your knuckle on you something. Knuckle on the ground, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's not quite the same thing, but you might as well get like kicked in the balls or something. <laughs> it's it's just <laughs> it's just one of those where you stand there going, Oh, the pain message is gonna find my brain in a minute. <laughs> talking about self-wrenching i don't know if that's got, what we were saying i've got, I've got a um all <laughs> oh, right wrenching yes i've got a message today james from auto amateur is going to come on as a guest way yes love james he, he loves having a crack in his garage he does doesn't he but he's got a lovely garage he's got a nice floor yeah yeah he's got a yeah, he probably, you know, he probably tells, like, you know, his staff to get him a macchiato. <laughs> We're going like to bring that. this up with him, right? Because uh, yeah. I'll, try, I'll try and lock him in for the next week or so, and we'll see if we can get him on as the next um, in the next podcast. And um, awesome. let's ask him how he goes with his staff. In fact, we might get her on too. Yeah, yeah ex- oh, that's sexist. We're getting trouble for that, you know. No, no, I was talking about suggesting his staff would be his wife. That's what I mean. But, She's, they've got a baby. Yeah, so it's not sexist. She is actually a woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but I mean, <laughs> my, uh, in my house, I have no staff. I just have people telling me what to do. So you are the staff. I am, I am the staff. <laughs> 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 in our house. But no, that's really great news. Yes. Oh, I love watching his, love watching his videos. Yeah, his yeah. sense of humour. Yeah, and he's, uh, yeah, he's, he does a good podcast as well. So anyway, we'll, um, yeah. we'll see if we can lock him in soon. It is been going on for a bit now, so I reckon we wind her up and thanks everyone for listening. And um, let's see whether or not we can um, get some people to listen to our podcast by uh, getting out there and sharing it with anyone who you think might be interested in listening to these two clowns. Well, I'm I'm actually excited because the people we're talking to about being guests like James, um, people that I love talking to, I love watching their content, I love reading their stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about it and um i just think yeah bring on the next one i'm talking to a couple of other people who might be coming on and anyone who's in in the porsche sphere will recognize who they are so for sure yeah it's exciting times if anyone's got any uh good contacts for people out there as well who might be half interested in coming on the show get in touch with either ajmal myself you can get me on all social media on as mark and cars and ajmal's out there as flat cap driver so between the two of us just touch base and let's see whether or not we can um, get some guests on the show. Yeah, if you're like, you know, Chris Harris's neighbour. Hang on. I thought you, I, I thought Chris Harris was a shoe in from the side of this conversation. Yeah, he is. Yeah, oh, good. Just good. in case. Yeah. Yep. You know, well, we, prob- we, we want contacts. Yeah. Yep. 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 Look, he's probably listening. He'll contact us. Of course, of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's a guy's car. Please come to your show. Great. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> well it's been a great it's been a uh, great chat anyway Ajmal so thanks very much for your time we'll um, no, catch up again very soon and thanks everyone for listening it has been a lot of fun and um, 
like I said earlier, get in touch with us if you've got any ideas, any input, please leave us an Apple iTunes review. It goes a mile in helping us. Oh, actually, before I nail this uh, podcast up, we peaked in our last Porsche Talk podcast at number 53 automotive in the USA. In the US? Yes, number 53. Get out. No. Get out. We're we're bordering on D-grade celebrity. We could get on to... Oh, my God. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know if we could. What's the one where they're stuck on the island? What's that uh, show? Survivor. We could definitely get on Survivor Survivor. as a D-list celebrity. Do you reckon? Nah, probably not. I don't know. I think we need to get to at least like 48 for that. Yeah, you, you might have to be top 50. You're right. Yeah, you might have to be. Yeah, but 53. That, I think for a one-off that we did, that was stunning. Let's, hey, you know what? We might even get to 52 on this one. Let's see how we go. Let's do it. I'm keeping everything crossed. Ba- back us in there, everyone. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah. Cheers. Bye.